Well, we're together again today to study God's Word, and I don't know where you are, maybe on, on the road, <clears throat> in your car, maybe at home, I don't know, but wherever you are, uh, just open up your heart and open up your mind, and let's let God speak to us. He has something for us today. We're talking about for, for serious believers. We're talking about those who really want to walk with God. We're talking about things that make a difference, and they may seem insignificant, but they aren't. They're really significant, and so... As we talk about that, if you're really serious about walking with God, then this will help. And if you aren't as serious as you need to be, maybe this will help you get more serious. But I want to talk about today the time to build relationships. If you want to have friends, if you want to have a great marriage, if you want to have a wonderful relationship with your your kids, I just want to put it down right here at the beginning of what we're talking about. It takes time. You're not going to have relationships that are worthwhile without time. You don't build them. You know, there's the big thing today. Well, it's just, it's not how much time you spend. It's the quality time. Well, there's some truth to that. But there's also truth to the fact, a lot more truth to the fact, that it takes more than just a little quality time. It takes more time than most of us have been willing to give. If you want a successful marriage, it would take hours and hours of time. If you want to really build something with your kids, you're going to have to spend a lot of time with them, and you're going to have to learn a lot of things about them, what they are personally, and how they respond, and how different each one. We had four. Every one of them was totally different from the other. It was a study with each one to study them and to know how they responded to things. Uh, some would respond this way. Some would respond that way. Sometimes a word to one would be sufficient for discipline. For others, it was much more serious than that. You see, we ha- you have to spend time to know that. And, and how we use our time really tells the story of our lives. What would you do if every morning, without fail, your bank called to say that you had eight, 86,400 pennies that had been credited to your account overnight, but no balance would be carried to the next day. So you either spent it or you lost it. Well, that's exactly what the situation is with time. We have 86,400 seconds each day from the stroke of midnight till the next midnight deposited to our account, and we must use them or lose them. We can't save those seconds. They're, They're spent. They're gone. They're not coming back. So in the Bible, Moses, in Psalm 90, makes a very, very instructive word. He says, God, so teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Moses was saying, help us to really be careful about our time. Now, this was written out of the backdrop of Moses' 40 years in the wilderness and all that he had accomplished in his life. And based upon the fact that he had learned to use his time. Have you learned to number your days? Pauling is t- uh, Moses is telling us, rather, that time is a gift. It's a resource from God. It's something very special. Even if you're fit and trim at 30, in all likelihood, you don't even have 20,000 days left to live. You use your days or you lose your days. How are you using your days? The Bible also says that you should be careful how you, how you walk not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the deeds of evil, are, the, deed, the days are evil. Those are Paul's words from Ephesians. We need to make the most of our time. In fact, Michael Leboff said, waste your money and you're only out of money. Waste your time and you've lost a part of your life. Benjamin Franklin used to say, do you love life? 
then do not waste time, for that is the stuff life is made of. You see, all of us have the same amount of time. It's how we use it. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have seven days in a week and so forth. Now, some of us may live longer than others, and that will matter. But as long as we're living day to day, we have the same amount. What I'm saying to you is you want lasting relationships. You want a marriage that's great. You want children that you really know and love and love you and respond. You want friends that do matter. Then it takes time. And but you must come to the fact that you believe that relationships are worth the time. God says all through the Bible that relationships are very important. People are what matter. That's why Moses said, teach us to number our days. That's why Paul said, make the most of time. Because God commands us to love other people and to love him and to love our neighbor as ourselves. God knows we need other people and they also need us. And he made woman because man was alone and it wasn't good for men to be alone. We need each other. Tonight, today, most people do not make time for their important relationships. James Dobson said the greatest threat to the family is having no time. And one of the greatest threats today is our machines. It's our uh, phones and our computers and our iPads and all the things that we have that occupy us in, in the midst of a group of people, everybody is looking at their phone. Nobody's talking. And around a family eating, everybody is following their their phone or their computer, and nobody's talking. We, we can't build relationships machine-wise, and we can send emails and texts and all other kinds of things back and forth to each other, but there's nothing like personal time, personal relationship. If we don't spend the time, we won't get the results. One of the problems is what I call the success syndrome. And our definition of success today is rather perverted and twisted. And it determines our priorities. Most Americans have the idea that our success is in making money. And if we make money and power and position and prestige, then we're successful. And that's, that's considered career success. Now, there's nothing wrong with career success unless we equate success in life uh, as everything. You can win in business and lose in life if you don't take time for relationships. Douglas LeBeer in his book Modern Madness, The Emotional Fallout of Success, reveals the dark side to our culture's infatuation with success. LeBeer says, and I quote, Careerism is an attitude, a life orientation, in which a person views a career as the primary and most important aim of life. And when we do that, the career becomes sacred. Marriage, children, friendships, and morals, if necessary, must accommodate themselves to career demands or else be left behind. And as Labeer points out in chilling terms, this opens up a dark side to success that few people perceive when they take off down that career. That's why it's so important for us to recognize that success is more than career success. If you really want to be successful, you have to be successful in relationships. What does it matter if you get to the top, if you're by yourself, what does it matter if you have no marriage, if you have no kids that love you, if you have no relationships? It doesn't make any sense to spend every, all of our time getting to be successful in our career than not building relationships. Not long ago, Jimmy Johnson, the former coach of the Dallas Cowboys, revealed how career success was all that mattered to him. 
he's a tremendously successful coach. Now he's retired, and he's been successful in college, and he's been successful in the professional ranks. And in the Dallas Morning News, there was an article uh, in 1992. One of Johnson's sons was asked about Jimmy's hobby of keeping fish in seven saltwater tanks, and the boy explained the fish may be the perfect things for him to have around the house. If he had a dog or a cat, they might expect him uh, expect something from him in return. The fish don't want to know him. They leave him alone. Jimmy was quoted as saying, I can't let people really get to know me. I don't want people to ever know me well enough to predict what I will do. That way I always remain in control. He went on to explain that he never enjoyed a Thanksgiving meal with his family. He never celebrated Christmas and has never exchanged gifts with his family. I don't remember when I stopped paying attention to those things. Of his divorce, Jimmy Johnson said he had no reason to want to be married while he was the coach of the Cowboys, where the job description was different from college football. He said, college football coaches need wives, NFL coaches don't. He commented, there's a lot of social functions to be dealt with in being a college coach, and I don't have those anymore in the pros. There's, there's no fundraising and recruiting like there was in college. The article ended with a final quote. Just understand one thing, the only way I could have gotten to the point in my life that I have is to have lived the way I did and that, like everything else, comes with a price. For Jimmy Johnson, winning football games came with a price, which I believe is too great to pay. I hope you'll think about that and take time today with those you love. God bless you. Have a great day.